Hello, wife. Hi, handsome. Should we do a podcast today? Thought you'd never ask. What are we talking about today? Today we are talking about step one of how to get your act together. Sounds good. Okay, so we're talking about step one, how to get your act together, which is finding your priorities. So the first step is to list what your priorities are. And Obviously. Then, yes. yes. Then track your time. Compare what you say your priorities are versus where you're actually spending your time. And then modify how you spend your time based on that information. So how would you even figure out what your priorities are in the first place? Well, we tried this on our own, or at least I did, um, with mixed results. I don't know if you, you actually did it yourself. I, I used a piece of paper and kind of outlined what I thought my priorities were and then how I wanted to spend my time based on that and kind of looked at my week really loosely Kind of as a general, well, this is where I think my day is. But I, I didn't really track it in great detail. But I felt like I had a good handle on things, at least better than I had before I had started outlining that. You know, so it did give me some progress um, to just do that so that I felt like I had a good handle on things and I had a plan and wasn't just kind of floundering around. And it did also open my eyes to the fact that I wasn't spending time in the areas I wanted to. So for example, I determined that I was spending a lot more time on my volunteer activities than I should have been and not enough time with my family. And that was kind of eye-opening. I ended up, based on that information, quitting several of those volunteer activities and then even pulling back more from the one that I did want to keep so that I was doing not the minimum that I could get away with, but just enough to fulfill that obligation and that need that I had to volunteer without doing more than I, I would have had I not had the knowledge that I needed to balance my priorities a little bit better. And then I started to fill up that time because I had more time because I pulled away from those activities. I naturally was able to spend more time with my family. So do you want to give a, like an examples of what your priorities are right now? So, and it's funny because my priorities when we started out, I would have told you two years ago before we had our epiphany that my priorities were God, my husband, my kids, my extended family, work, or maybe work before extended family, right? Yeah. Um, then extended family and then friends volunteer work friends and volunteer work kind of went together I feel like 
yeah. and community. Um, the reality of that situation was <laughs> work and volunteer work were actually coming out ahead of my marriage and in some instances my faith. Um, which was a big slap in the face. And I knew that I wasn't spending enough time with my kids either. And just that knowledge was so jarring for me. I mean, it really lit the fire for, for a lot of change in our lives because the the realization that you're not actually in line with what you say your priorities are, and it it, it just... I, I don't have the words to really describe what that feels like. But it's interesting because um, since that time, I've been following a lot of bloggers that talk about, you know, setting your priorities and living life with intention. And as well as doing a lot of reading on, on the topic um, of, you know, different published works. Um, and it's interesting because... This seems to be a struggle that most people have that they don't even realize is going on. Like any person that you ask will tell you what their priorities are and they kind of follow along um, very similar to what mine were with maybe some slight changes. Yep. But in general, yep. most people are really floundering about because they have no idea how they actually are spending their time. They're not living their lives with intention and... Essentially, it takes a wake-up call of some sort to get those priorities in line because you get to that point where you have to start listing it out so that you know what's what's going on in your life. It's kind of like when you're doing a, um, an assessment of your finances, you need to know where you are so that you can make a better plan moving forward because it does really wake up your your consciousness as to what's what's happening what you've kind of set on autopilot for so long that maybe isn't working for you so getting to get your act together you figure it out you're kind of floundering things aren't working you want to determine concretely what your priorities are what should you be focusing on every day so for us, right? God, family, relatives, work, so on down the chain. Then actually track your time and compare against your priorities. So should we talk about time tracking? Yes. Yeah, so I mentioned that I just did it on paper initially and it's funny, too, because I did it several times, and each time I learned a little bit more about myself. More recently, we came across, um, through, through actually another blog, we came across a course on time mastery that was called Lifehack Boot Camps, uh, Fast Focus and Control Time Mastery by Demir Bentley. Um, we signed up for that, actually, what, it was about a month and a half ago? About a month ago, I now, think. Yeah. yeah. And both of us started tracking our time based on the recommendations in this course. And as much as I thought things were in control, it was really eye-opening to see how different 
how different it was from me just trying to track it on paper myself. And the thing where I, I messed up when I was doing it on my own that the course really outlined very nicely was rather than just generally tracking, I think I, I'm spending my time here and kind of trying to recap your day after the fact. What it recommends is anytime you get a chance throughout the day, ideally once every three hours or so, jot down where you're spending your time for every 30 minute segment in your day. Which at first I was thinking, you know, this is a little over the top. Do I really need to do this? Can I just do every hour or or something? And, you know, sometimes there, there were some days where I didn't get to track anything till seven or eight hours later just because I have small preschoolers and toddlers running around all the time and it's hard to to get that time aside but I made my best effort at it and I can tell you it is such a difference tracking it in that detail and then categorizing where you're putting it so as an example categories that we would use are things like family deep work shallow work personal um, I added a category for faith um, because that was important for me to make sure that I was on track with that. And then just jotting it down in a spreadsheet um, where you're spending all this this time. Yeah. And this course is not just about time tracking. Like that is a component, but the course is primarily focused on getting you to make the most out of your time, um, how to work efficiently and actually have some fun with it um lost my train of thought now the screen turned off and i lost my train of thought you can cut that out yeah mm -hmm. um yeah so and he gives you you know a lot of tools to in pursuit of that um one of the things that I've encountered a lot on what I kind of think of as my adult schooling um, is people are terrible at estimating anything <laughs> um, and how you spend your time, how you spend your money are no exceptions to that unless you actually intentionally track it on a granular level you really don't know where your time is going you don't know where your money is going as demonstrated by um, our history <laughs> yeah one of my favorite examples um that demir gives in the course is this client he had this lady she was like you know this high-powered executive and she was working these 60 hours a week but she was spending 11 hours a week checking the news and once she realized that, she was able to reclaim those 11 hours. And things like that have powerful effects. And there's kind of a snowball effect when you start, when you start doing your budget and tracking, you know, your spending. Then you kind of sort that out. And then, like, other things, like the time tracking, come more easily and come more naturally and you kind of start to think like what else can i do right you gain momentum basically and it gets very exciting like i admit i was pretty i was pretty lazy <laughs> you know put it mildly um you know i 
love my video games. I loathe work in most capacities. And, um, I don't know. Now, like, I've found things that are actually exciting and I'm getting more things done. And it actually does feel good. Yeah, speaking to that, I've noticed the change in you. Um, just... I don't know, you seem happier, like you've got a purpose instead of just letting life happen to you. Yeah. There's something about actively making choices and knowing that you're doing so that breathes new life into a a stale existence as well as even a stale relationship or, or financial situation. So again, this all stems from setting your priorities, like... Figure out what's most important to you, what you want to pursue in your life. Write it down on a piece of paper. Stick it on the wall somewhere where it will remind you. And then this is really helpful, especially when you're first getting started. And then every year or six months even, revisit it and make sure that it still applies. Like revisit your goals. Make sure you're on track. Are these still good goals for you? Um, don't be afraid to change your mind either. It's Mm -hmm. part of learning. Yeah. I think when you're initially getting started, it's important to get into a good habit of being mindful of where your priorities are, where your time is being spent and, and what your goals are. So I would definitely say you want to do it once every, every six months minimally, just because the, uh, the idea is you're forming a habit as well. And you don't want to lose sight of it because it is in the busyness of life. It is so easy to just go back to old habits that weren't getting you anywhere and that were making you frustrated. And you don't even realize it until things start working (laughs) and you get back on track to, to where you're living very mindfully. Yeah. And like things like, we talked about time time tracking those can be tedious things and it doesn't have to be something you do all the time but mm-hmm. to do it for a couple of weeks just to yeah. kind of you know get the temperature um is helpful mm-hmm. and revisiting it yeah i think this that's something that you and i have talked about doing i mean we just took this course a month ago but i had already been every six months kind of evaluating where my time was in my old pen and paper method but I do think that based on our conversations this is something that we want to continue doing and you know every six months maybe reevaluate and make sure our time is actually going to where we think it is um yeah because it does bring a lot of value so what what's something else that you got out of your time tracking well in this in taking the time mastery course, I discovered, I don't know, somehow in my head from doing the pen and paper method and not actually tracking it in such detail, I, I had it in my head that I was spending at least 10 hours. It had to be at least 10 hours or 15 hours or some some high number on housework. And I was very frustrated because I thought, well, if I'm spending that much time on housework, I can't be spending that much time with kids, right? Like, And, and that was where I felt my priority needed to be. And when I actually looked at where my time was being spent, I was only spending five hours every week on housework items, right? And some of those were even with the kids where they were helping me do laundry because they love to empty the dryer. 
um, or wash the windows, uh, something else that they love to do. There's just something fun about, you know, using... Little with, spritz bottles. Right, spritz yeah. bottles. Uh, just novelty. But, you know, I, here I was thinking I'm not spending enough time with my kids. And it ended up being that out of everything that I do, I spend more time with my kids than anything else throughout the day. And I don't know, there was a joy in discovering that fact. That's the one area of my life that I haven't had to add more time to, really, because it was the one area that I was spending the time. Um, so that was a joyful experience because here I was beating myself up that I was spending all this time on one thing that was a drudgery. <laughs> and really, it was it was not that reality at all. So it could be a very positive thing that you find out about the way you're spending your time as well as, you know, crap, you know, I spent... 11 hours reading the news instead of living my life. Yeah. Was there something in particular that you found? Um, so when I started the time tracking, it was kind of like right when we redid our schedules. And so at that particular point, I was being very intentional about where my time was going anyway. So I kind of used my time tracking as... A, a tool to keep me on target on task mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and to also like not just to stay focused on the work i needed to do but to make sure i was getting the recreation i needed um and you know the kid time that i needed mm -hmm. and the wife time that i needed um and it was very helpful to me just to be able to look at this and say, you know, yes, I did put three hours into my side business today. I put, you know, 10 hours into it this week overall, you know, and to act to be able to have something to look at, to know that, you know, I did get something done. Yeah, I think that does make a difference. And it's interesting that you said that, you you use it as kind of a template to make sure that you're on track continually because I feel like I have done the same thing. I actually readjusted our whole family schedule because I do the scheduling for the family to allow for all the categories that we think are, are, are our priorities to make sure that they have the time and space in our lives to actually happen. And so the kids and I are on uh, on a very specific schedule. You're on a schedule that allows for some of that flexibility so that we we all get our needs met and, and our priorities are actually happening each week. Yeah. So you yeah. mentioned that um, there are a lot of, when we were discussing this earlier, that there are tools that can help you to yeah. figure this stuff out. You don't have to learn it all on your own. Right, yeah, because there's... It can be pretty overwhelming trying to figure out where to go, what to do. So these courses are obviously a great start. Um, we recommend maybe starting with blogs. Um, do a search for a topic that you're interested in, like um, you know, budgeting, right? Yeah, I, so when I Google searched, our issue was that we were in debt over our heads and we needed to pay it down fast. So I literally just typed in Google, getting rid of debt fast. 
I mean, it was something really simple like that. I clicked on the first blog post that came up and that blog changed my life yeah. and it changed my husband's life. And, and honestly, we think it saved our marriage in a lot of ways because yeah, it, it was just overwhelmingly helpful. So and that blog led to the course that she does, which was the budget boot camp, right? Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that I will say is don't be afraid to spend money on things like this. Like a lot of these, you know, life hack courses, um, boot camps, they can be pricey, but especially like, um, if you're spending money on, a course that helps you budget and get out of debt, the amount of money that you reclaim by doing something like that is like, it's far more than you're spending. Um, and if you're, you know, spending your money right now on going out to eat, getting new cell phones, um, buying, even buying a coffee, buying every video day. game consoles, yeah. you know, like you can spend a couple hundred bucks on a budgeting course. Um, right. you know, something that's actually good for you. Like they just do it. Like put aside the doubt, the, you know, the qualms, the, you know, you click this button and it's a couple hundred dollars. Like part of the reason why it's good that these courses cost as much as they do is it gives you incentive to actually use it. You don't want to have that money go to waste. Right. Because, but the thing, the trick to it is, is that when you resist the urge to go out to eat, that as soon as you resist that urge, you go onto your device and go to your bank account and move your money. Yeah. Whatever you would have spent. If you're going to drop $40 on a meal and instead you're going to cook at home tonight, take that $40 and move it from your regular bank account where you might be tempted to spend it into someplace else that you don't have access to it. So it doesn't exist, right? It's in an account. I mean, if you have to open up a new bank account, and put it in there and just forget about it. Yeah. All right. Until you save up the money to to do what it is you need to do. It that act by itself just makes all the difference in the world. Yeah. So there's uh, a free tool tip right there. Um, pick a day of the week you normally go out. Don't go out. Put that money into a savings account instead that you would have spent. Right. Or do a no no spend day altogether. Yeah. Right? And so don't spend the $5 on your latte. Don't go out for lunch. Pack a peanut butter and jelly sandwich or some rice and some chicken. Um, some leftovers from dinner the night before if you're into leftovers. You know, pack your lunch. Don't go out to eat for dinner. Eat at home. Cook a meal with your loved one. And right there, you've probably saved like $60, right? Which is typically half price of most of the courses that we've taken so far, you know? Um, Yeah, and there are lots of, as far as tools go, um, there are lots of apps you can get onto your phone um, that will help you with things like this. If you're doing time tracking, there's an app out there called Pomodoro, which helps you track work blocks followed by break blocks. So I have mine configured for a 50-minute work block followed by a 10-minute break, and then it automatically goes right back into work. It's it's very nice. It's um, unobtrusive. Like, it doesn't, like, tick down like a kitchen timer does. Um, 
you know, but if, if you like that, go for it. Um, right. I use a timer on my phone, just a basic alarm app. Um, yeah. that I think it came with the phone actually, but I just scroll over to that. Um, no, I installed that one. Oh, um, you did? Timely. I didn't know that. Timely. is a good one, too. Yeah, yeah I use that as a alarm, It's an alarm too. and timer and stopwatch. Okay. And it's very beautifully done. Um, some other ones, there's um, an app I use called Life Reminders. The thing I like about this particular app is it's not just a reminders app. It's kind of like... Um, I call it nagging reminders. <laughs> you can configure it to keep buzzing or keep alerting on your phone until you acknowledge it. Somehow it's less annoying than a, a spouse doing it. Yeah. So, you know, if there's if there's something you need to make sure you get done every day, like, I don't know, take out the trash. You can set that alert. You can have it repeat daily, weekly, whatever you want. Um... And you can tell the app, like, if I don't acknowledge it, buzz every five minutes. Um, it also has, like, a sleep options if you want to delay a task for whatever reason. Um, there's a lot of customization, and it's very useful. Um, if you're, that app is for Android. If you're on Apple, there is a similar app called Do, D-U-E, that will do a lot of the same things. Um also highly recommended one thing that I do want to say too is the online blogs a lot of the ones that you'll search online have a a good bit of free information I mean they're trying to get you to sign up for their course but initially you don't have to do that most will give you free stuff just for signing up for um, their online newsletter or their email blasts um, for example, the budgeting app that we use, as well as one that we're using to kind of clean up all the junk in our house, both of those I initially signed up for just their email list. And just by themselves, we started to save money very quickly. We started to make improvements within our home that were extremely noticeable and valuable. Now, by buying their products later on, once we had saved the money to do that, we were able to really propel ourselves forward a lot faster. But, you know, we kind of had to get to a space where we could financially afford to do that and or had enough room in our house to breathe to be able to move to the next step. Yeah. Um, so there, there is something to be said for that. We, we have done the let's not go out to eat and save $40 to sign up for our course. So we're telling you, you can do this because we've been there and we've done it ourselves. And it has actually allowed us to go from earning two incomes to just one and feeding a family of four. Um, so lots of free stuff out there. Take a look and, and don't be afraid to sign up for a newsletter or two because it, it is helpful and it will get you to the next step. Um, another really good place to start if you're feeling that, you know, you just don't have the ability to spend the money right now, libraries are a great place to go. Um, Overdrive is an app that a lot of libraries use. So if you have an address and can get a library card, that's library cards are absolutely free. You can download this Overdrive using and enter your information from your library card and take out 
books online. Yeah. You can get ebooks and audiobooks through the app. Um, again, you you take them out like a library book. You get it for a certain amount of days. Um, I've listened to I think six audiobooks in the past month, um, which is excellent because you a lot of people listen to Audible books, but you know your basic gold subscription is one book a month. Like I would be through that and bored, waiting for the next and have spent to money through. too. Yeah, right? and have spent money on that. <laughs> Um, so you can also, you know, use, uh, interlibrary loan system to get books from other libraries. If you have a small dinky local library, um, you know, ask about the interlibrary loan system. Um, the librarians will show you how to use the catalog. You can request books from other libraries. It'll get shipped to your library. You don't have to pay a thing for it. Right. And, so if you prefer hard copies, yeah. that's a, a great way to go. Yeah. Yeah, to benefit from that. Um, anything else that we need to cover today, wife? I think those are the tools that we had had in mind. But I want to thank you for taking time to talk with me, husband. Uh, thank you for talking with me, wife. If you would like to contact us, you can send us an email to finerlifefamily at gmail.com or you can upload us an audio clip with the call-in feature at anchor.fm slash finer life. Thanks for listening.